Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Creating a Village. I hope that you've been having a wonderful day. I'm your host, Millie, and I'm here to help nurture the village within you. And today we have a special guest with us, Mr. Anthony. That's wild. Yeah, it's a long stage name, right? Like, say it like you would say Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? Anthony J, The Wolf, Hunter. Anyway, okay. no, I'm, I'm not that No, No, because I was thinking, I was like, should I say the whole entire thing? Because I was just going to say your first. And Okay. We have a special guest with us today. Wolf. <laughs> That's right. The Wolf is in the building. Uncle Wolf. Uncle Wolf is here. Hello. Period. Can you can you please introduce yourself to the audience? I'm, I'm sorry. We were already talking before we started. So like, yes, we're gonna, we're gonna get back into just... it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I will introduce myself. Um, hello, whatever time it is and wherever you are. Uh, I'm Anthony J. The Wolf Hunter. I am a private investor, a film producer, a finance graduate of Morehouse College. Uh, I am a firstborn son, I am an older brother, and a future father and husband. So that's that's how I like to introduce myself. Oh, period. You, you heard that, ladies? Future husband. He's <laughs> out here looking. Okay. Um, what were we- I'm drinking my tea. Oh, yes. He has a really tea. cute mug. It's red, and in the center of it, it's like kind of like a stamp. You know how stamps have those edges that are like wavy and then it has a heart in the middle of it. It's really cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm and he makes this, his I'm own tea from one. scratch. I'll send you, I'll send you the other mug and then I'll just get another one. Oh, well, now you're going to send me the mug. <laughs> <laughs> he was literally just saying if like he brought a girl over and he was like, oh, look, we have these matching mugs, but you can't take it, which means that she has to come back in order to drink out right. the mug with him. Right. which is wild so why would you send it away <laughs> um because like you i was just so i was just watching this this last episode that you just released on <laughs> procrastination and you were like you said something you were like you know i get i have like three regular listeners and i don't even like market and i was like <laughs> I was like, huh, you know, I get like, when I, when I was doing my YouTube channel, I was like, I had like 12 regular listeners. I said, you know what? I should, I should partner with creating a village podcast. And so I should just be your co-host and then I'll bring 12 more people. And so then we'll have 15 every episode plus me. So that's 16. Right. And I, agree. I was like, all right, so then I can have my mug on this side of the screen and you can have your mug on that side. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, yeah. No, it's funny that you just mentioned that about the co-host thing because so I, me and my friend were just talking and I had, well, she had an idea about having rotational co-host. Mm. And um, from my perspective is like, okay, people want to talk about certain things. And instead of just being a guest, like they could bring on someone else they want to have the conversation with because they would know more about whatever it is than I would so they could ask those pertinent questions, right? Um, so I was thinking about doing that. Like I made a form and, you know, the problem that I talked about last episode is made the form, it's all organized and everything. Have not, have not put it out, so It's yes. like that. It's <laughs> like that. 
Uh, by the way, how do I sound? Is is the the quality of this this mic and everything good for you? You sound great. How okay, do I good. sound? Do I sound extremely loud? Oh well, I mean, if you did sound loud, I would have just turned my volume down. But no, you, that makes you, sense. You sound you sound just fine. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. No, I had to turn down like my limiter on here because I saw I was like peaking red because my mic is closer to me now. Anyway, so off subject. I don't even remember what we were talking about before this, but <laughs> maybe it was it tea. Was it co-hosting? No, I mean like so before we, the camera started rolling. Before the we camera started rolling, we were checking. We were actually checking in on one another. I was telling you oh. about how, um, like, I'm just leaving my job at Morehouse and how I'm, I'm building an operations company right now, and um, how my my mom uh, just took my sister to Mozambique, and and then you were telling me about. Well, I'm not going to give your personal details out, but how you your family situation is a similar your life situation is looking a little similar at least for what you presented to me. That's where that's yeah. where we were, and we were we were just checking on, in on that point. Oh yes, I will elaborate because that sounds so <laughs> so like vague and weird. Um, I was just talking about how today is kind of the first day I felt like I'm kind of recovering from the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, so my parents are divorced, so I live with my dad, and my dad's family came in for Thanksgiving, and it's so beautiful, it's wonderful, but I kind of like really had to assist with planning and cleaning, and it's a large house, it's a large house, it's a lot. I'm not the most social creature in the world, so my social battery plummeted, um, but it was just a lot, and after, and on Sunday, I had to take my mom to the airport, because my mom's out of town, I'm taking my sister to school. I'm just running, 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 running. And things are starting to pick up with the podcast. And I just got a job. And so it's just like, where are the hours of the day going? And I barely get like five hours of sleep. It's it's ridiculous out here. And so that's what we were talking about. And I'm tired of it. Uh, running, 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 running. But yeah, so that's that's what had happened. See what happened was <laughs> I like I like that you mentioned the five like the five hours of sleep thing because that's kind of where I am now. It's like well, generally now I'm getting three to five hours of sleep, and my mom just mm. called me um, before her flight, and um, she was talking about how she listened to this um, this guru um, who was giving a talk, and he was talking about how really the optimal amount of sleep that somebody needs is three to five hours. And, mm. and, and I, I talked to her at length about this because I was like, um, well, she said, I'm not going to judge you and your brother for not sleeping so much. And I was like, well, yeah, because naturally creatures in nature wouldn't get the peace to have eight to 10 hours of sleep every night mm. and still be optimal and still like function like that. And, um, and so I was like, allow us to be primal. Allow us to not sleep so much. LOL. <laughs> no, but you know what's actually really crazy about that, though? Even though I've been getting less hours of sleep, I kind of feel more energized throughout the day. But when I get tired, I get tired. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I have to go. But I've been feeling energized to do things and get things accomplished. But I feel like that's just me becoming better at, like, knowing that I need to get things done and i have like these obligations to do now so i think that's it i think i'm transferring from a from a life of oh i have responsibilities but not really to a life of 
I have responsibilities and I need to do them. So that could also what's your, be what's your diet like? What's your what's your like <laughs> what's your diet like? What's your meal planning? Bad. Um, In what way? Because we can't just say bad and def- like well, any. It's subjective. So what is? Well, what do I was going to say bad? it's bad in the sense that I do not eat consistently. Um, I could very much so go the whole entire day without eating anything, and then I'm like, okay, dinner time, and it's nine p.m. Um, so yeah, I'm. <laughs> I want to get better about it, but the issue is I've done like meal planning before like meal prep mm-hmm. it's just i just get in these like head spaces where it's like i don't know what i want to eat so i can't plan ahead for what i i don't know and it's just confusing and then i end up eating like pasta or spaghetti or something sometimes i'll make rice and like at home i'm not a vegan or anything but at home because my dad's a vegan my sister's vegetarian my brother is a vegan i think no, no, no. He's not a vegan. I, I don't know. He's either that's, a vegetarian or a vegan. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, oh no, no. He eats peanut pie. He's oh. a vegetarian. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he does not eat meat. I know that much. Okay. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, so at home I'll eat like <laughs> veggie meat. Um, yes. So I know like I can eat healthy things. I don't eat vegetables much. I try to, but. That's definitely like a maybe twice a week thing. But when I know I haven't eaten a lot of vegetables, I'll make some broccoli, some kale, some spinach, and I'll be like, broccoli, yay. But yeah, that's definitely like, been. Micro snaps. Micro snaps. <laughs> Get those veggies in, girl. Get those veggies in. LOL. Yeah, I definitely need to be more consistent with how I eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need to get back into into meal prep. That's like that's that's where it's at. That is where it's at, but you have to plan for that. Oh my gosh, yes, it's so tough. Like, okay, so the last the last young lady that I was seeing, she does meal prep because she's really into fitness, mm-hmm. and but she's like very intentional about it. I'm just like a monster. Like, like my body just naturally looks good, and then I just eat a lot when I, when I just get food. And like, I don't prep around it. And since I came back from Africa, I've been like, you know, I want to just, I want to, I want to farm my own food. I want to grow my own food. I want to cook my own food. I don't want to have to spend the money at the, at these stores and this, that, and the other. And so I started going through this process of, I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to cook my own food every day. And oh, period. then I was like, well, dang, like now I have to make a different meal every day because I'm not cooking enough for the whole mm. week. And so then I have to I have all of this. I'm spending two to three hours like making this food every day. And I was like, Ugh. so I started doing meal prep because she taught me about meal prep. And then I was like, okay, so this is what meal prep looks like. And I was like, yeah, but I eat so much that even when I plan to eat for two, three, four days, I can mm. eat that in one sitting or two sittings. So I was like, okay, so what do I need to do? And my fitness coach has me on a meal plan now where last night I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't cook this pasta every day this week. Let me just put pounds and pounds of pasta into this pot. Let me cook pounds and pounds of chicken. Let me put it together into this chicken fettuccine. And then before I left for work today, I was like, all right, cool. We're just going to stuff this 
and all of this Tupperware and we're going to get on the road. And it takes so much time it does. <laughs> to do meal prep. It really does. Like you have to set aside like a whole entire day. Yes. Like, yeah. No, it's that's healing, so man. wild. I remember I tried meal prepping pasta and, and also the issue with me is I can eat something for a decent amount of time. But then once I've eaten that thing enough times, I never want to see it again for like months. Really? Um, yes. Well, you and, I, you and I are very different people. Go ahead. Yes, I can get I can get like real sick of something. Um, but I, I'm kind of overcoming that, but it is still an issue. And so with meal prepping like pasta, I'll. I, I've done it to where it's just in the refrigerator. But then at one point, it's like, ooh, I don't want this anymore. So I put it in the freezer and then I tried to unfreeze it and it was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it just, I just didn't like it. But yeah, meal prep is a lot of work and it, and it can be really nice and beneficial to just go in the fridge, take out a Tupperware, warm it up. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Great. But mm, not for me right now. No. Right. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that, but, that five okay. hours, that five hours of sleep you get will turn into three or two real quick when you start meal prepping again. If you're not doing it in the best systematic way, I'll say. Yeah. Um you said something that I should have wrote down. LOL. You just said you came back from Africa. Where did you come back from? Uh so well, I, I had made the the life choice decision uh my graduation trip this summer um Mm -hmm. so in that trip we went to mozambique and then we drove to eswatini for the bushfire festival then we went back to mozambique and then we went to south africa um and um this this last trip so that that trip when i came back that's when i was cooking every day eating every day sitting outside (laughs) with my shoes off with my shirt off just being in the sun and mm-hmm. putting my my toes in the grass. Uh and then I just I just in September was in Africa with my mom. Um we mm-hmm. went to Mo- we flew to Mozambique, drove to South Africa for um Trevor Noah's comedy show uh tour mm-hmm. in, in Durban. And then okay. we went back to Mozambique and then we flew up to Ethiopia for for a couple days and just came back in September. Okay, I'm hearing y'all love Mozambique because your family's going there now. It's just that <laughs> you love it. <laughs> uh, we have we have business over there, but yes, we we do love it. That's like that's like our second home, Mozambique. Um, okay. We have we have a, an ecotourism business with with properties over there, and my mom has a nonprofit, so we actually take care of the village where we're based. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's actually a great segue into what this episode's <laughs> supposed to be about. <laughs> yeah, what is this? I totally forgot like what I put in the notes like when I was submitting my oh, you put multi-generational of... business. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> could you please explain for the audience um what multi-generational what multi-general business is to you, like what that means to you, and then the multi-generational business that you all that you and your family have. Yeah. So you know, it's so funny because I signed up. I signed up for the podcast uh, right, like after after getting hired to speak at Google. I just spoke at Google like three weeks ago oh, in congratulations. California. Thank you. And I was like, oh, this is this. Is how I'm gonna launch like springboard my speaking career. And 
and uh, and so I signed up to. I was like, I met you like in an August. I met yeah, you yeah in at Investfest at Investfest, and I was like, yeah, I'll definitely be on your podcast. I mean, you you recorded me right there, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, let me let me get back. Let me get back. So intergenerational business. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I was speaking about this at Google. Um, okay. And intergenerational business to me is. It's kind of self-explanatory. It's a business that that at least transcends one generation. So an intergenerational business could be the baby boomers to millennials, mm. or it could be uh, millennials to Gen Z. Um, like it, like you don't need three to be an intergenerational business. You just needed to get to the next generation. Um, for me. So for my family, it, it's really weird because my dad is like 19 years older than my mom. And then okay. she's nine years older than his oldest son. And then I'm 13 years younger than his oldest son. And then I'm nine and 10 years older than my little siblings. So okay. we have my dad who gaps. I think would be considered a baby boomer. And then my mom, um, which I think my mom and my my oldest brother stepbrother would both be considered millennials um and then there's me who is um is it is our generation gen Gen z Z Gen X? we're gen z so who is the next one after us i thought they were gen y i'm not entirely sure okay well so like like as far as I know, so solidly, we have three generations. Um, my dad and, um, I, I mean, a quick run through of, of the different businesses that, that my family is involved in. So my, my dad's dad, my stepdad's mm-hmm. dad, uh, I, don't, I don't add step normally. I'm just making the specification because I am the oldest for my mom, mm-hmm. but not for my step, right? Yeah. Um, so my, my dad's dad, uh, um, well, the they founded Sun Hydraulics. Uh, it's a public company. Now it's called Helios Technologies. So that business already was an intergenerational business for like a very long time, Sun Hydraulics. And um, my dad, um, he started a ecotourism hospitality company a few years ago because he bought up these properties in, in Africa because his friends who were South African um, mm-hmm. They were like, well, th- we have these opportunities here if you're interested in, in investing or buying these things up. And he actually he actually um, helped keep a few hotels running in Africa uh, because the owners couldn't afford to pay all of the bills and couldn't afford to pay the staff and everything. So my dad bought them from them. Oh, um, so nice. And so, yeah, so we got into the hospitality game from that. And we already had real estate. Um, mm. And my, my mom started a real estate company when I was 13. So I helped her build her real estate portfolio because I was helping her like mm-hmm. renovate properties. I was kicking down walls and it was like my <laughs> first like job. That was my first yeah. outside of outside of working on our farm because um, I grew up on a farm. I was okay. kicking down walls for her. And so um, dad had a real estate company. Mom had a real estate company. Um, I have I was, when I was 16, I started a, a film production company. And this next year, because my little brother is really in animation, my little sister is in the game design. I'm actually going to be hiring my little siblings to do development work for me. Um, 
which I look at my siblings and I as two different generations because they're nine and 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, we have, we have all of this, we have all of this, this, just this stuff stacked up here. It's like, I talked to my dad about marketing the hospitality business. Mom started a travel agency to support the hospitality business. I support my mom on the hosp- on the travel agency business so that she can support dad in the hospitality business. And it, it just kind of, it just kind of, flows in and out and it's really complicated and convoluted and that's as much as I will say because that was a really long explanation (laughs) no I love that I that is what family business I feel like that is the epitome of family business like everyone has their own businesses but we also assist each other with their businesses so that we can build more businesses I love that that is amazing I I have a question well, two questions. The first question is, do you need some seeds for, because I, that was going to be my question earlier. You said you wanted to start growing your own vegetables and fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to this opening of this community center area. Mm-hmm. And so they have a garden and they were giving away seeds. Um, and now I have seeds. I seeds do what? not. They're various. I didn't really look at them. They were in the bag already. I know like somewhere squash. Um, okay. That's an easy one. To somewhere grow. like greens, some type of green. I'm not entirely sure what, mm-hmm. which one it was, like if it was kale or lettuce or something. I know one of them was watermelon. Uh, there, I have like 10 plus bags of seeds. So if you would like them, you can have them. Are you based uh, in Georgia? Yes. Where are oh, you? Yes. I'm in Jonesboro. Well, yes, you, you, you work at Morehouse. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm in Stonecrest. Yeah. Oh, so you're by, you're by New Black Wall Street. I am. I, mm-hmm. I actually, it's like I 10 actually minutes work away. with some cats. I work with, I work with some cats. Not I consult, cats. I consult with some cats over there. I'm old school. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yes. So, and my second question, darn, I should ask that one first. What were you just talking about? Mm. Like the businesses or me hiring yeah. my siblings or what? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's so crazy. I, I can't, like read, your, really I can't read your mind yet. We haven't, we haven't spent enough time together yet for me to read your mind. Oh my goodness. This is frustrating. Okay. Keep talking. Say something else. Uh, something else. I'm, I'm actually a very matter of fact kind of person. Like mm. you, you ever, you ever hear people say like, give me one sec. Yes. So like, I'm the kind of person that goes one. Mm. <laughs> you know, what's so funny. I was just watching this compilation of like Daffy Duck from uh, Looney Tunes from the Looney Tunes show. I love And that. like he was going to his girlfriend's house and he was ringing the doorbell and she said, give me one second. He said one. <laughs> Oh. And then he kept ringing the doorbell and he was, <laughs> and she said, give me a minute. He was like, mm, no one hustles these days, <laughs> but that's what that just reminded me of. Um, I need to watch that. Cause I, I grew up, I grew up on Looney cause my mom um, was in high school in the nineties and, and, and then she was born in the seventies, but she grew up in the eighties and mm. I grew up on, I grew up on Looney Tunes. I grew up on like all the shows that were in Boomerang and, and Scooby-Doo yeah. and, and, and so all of those old, I need to, I need to go back and watch that. Yeah. And it's, it's a modernized version. I, I don't know if they have a newer, newer one. Cause you know, they'd be rebooting everything. 
Um, but yeah, it's called the Looney Tunes show. I liked it. It was cool. Um, I remember my question when you mentioned your mother. Okay. So growing up, my dad's an entrepreneur and my whole life, he's been like, you need to be an entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur, every, every turn, be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And at one point it got to like, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I want to rebel because you want me to be an entrepreneur. But then as I kept getting older, I realized, okay, there's value in being able to work for yourself or at least set your own hours and not have to, um, to kind of like not respond, have to rely on someone else to, uh, make certain decisions. So with your families always having businesses and you creating your own business, was there ever a point in time? Like, how did that come up? Like, did they say, Oh, you need to start your own business or was it just because you were around that environment that you, ended up starting one um yeah my mom always gave me the autonomy to do whatever i wanted to do because she mm. she she wants me to be she's always wanted to raise a man of con- uh, consequence right i okay. need to understand i need to understand you know when i make a decision what the results of that will be and i ultimately have to have like an understanding of um like the cause and effect behind that. And so my mom actually invested very much so into every decision that I made when I was uh, doing gymnastics, then, then she put me in gymnastics. This is what you want to do. This is you're flying around, you're flipping like Spider-Man. I don't want you to break your neck. So I'm putting you in gymnastics. (laughs) Um, When I was in Taekwondo, and I, I started like winning championships, and I made the Olympic team, like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands tens of thousands of dollars invested in my career in Taekwondo. When I decided that I wanted to play basketball, she decided to um, put me in in, uh, IMG for a a training camp. Um, When I uh, um, decided that I wanted to be a film producer and she she bought me a camera, she bought me a tripod and uh, she got my mentor, uh, EJ Etienne Porter, he, he's one of the, he's the best, actually. He's the best music producer in Sarasota, Florida. Anybody who comes through Sarasota is going to EJ, uh, drummer boy productions. Um, she got EJ to come over to the house and he was like, well, you're starting a company, right? Like a film production company. I was like, well, I haven't really figured out what the plan is. And he he was like, yeah, but my mom, your mom called me over so that you can start this company. And I was like, I guess, I guess I'm starting a film production company today. Like I, I just thought, you know, I can just start doing this stuff. And he was over there to make sure that I had an LLC. Like mom off the jump was like, oh, you said you want to do this. All right, cool. Here, do it. And, um, I love that. uh, Yeah. And, uh, I went then, then, then the next thing was, oh yeah. Do you want to do New York, uh, film Academy's, uh, summer camp at Disney? I said, yeah. So I filmed my first short film at Disney with New York film Academy when I was 16. And, um, she wanted to make sure that I had my own car one, because I've always been a, a kid who's had to go to training early before school then i had to go to school and then after school i had Mm. more training and practice and then i had to get home right so Mm. my mom always wanted to make sure that i had my car so that i could be autonomous once i could drive myself around and she let me stay out as long as i did but wanted to but then when i get home it's like 
Why were you out? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me you like you were going to be out that long? You could have been dead. You know, so she mm -hmm. was, she let me know, look, if you're going to use your autonomy, make sure that the people that love you and, and care for you know that you're okay. And yeah. so she spent like my whole life being like, all right, cool. I'm a black woman. I can't properly raise a, a black man to be a black man. Let me mm -hmm. let him have his autonomy, but let me create a village around him right podcast let me <laughs> let me create a village around him let me surround him with successful black men let me put thousands and thousands of dollars into the things the decisions that he's made um so that he can see it so that he can bear fruit from it so that he can succeed and um now i'm actually her land one of her landlords and oh. um so so now this is the learning experience of like well i'm like this is my house. I have a five bedroom to myself and I'm building a garden. That's the only project I have for this house. But so she's like, well, you're entering the real estate game right now. You might as well learn what it's like to be a landlord, what it's like to get a tenant, what it's like to make the contract and the leasing agreements and figure out how to make money as a realist, as a realtor. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my mom has been very adamant about just investing in the decisions that I've made while I utilize my autonomy. I love that. I love that whole dynamic. Oh my goodness. Now I have so many things that I want to talk to you about. Um, yes, <laughs> we'll come back to all those things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you write no. it down in your notebook? Did you write it down? <laughs> I wrote down two things. Okay. There's other stuff that you said that I'm gonna have to like watch back, but I wrote down two things that I think are the most prominent. Um, trying to call me out. I can write in my notebook. I'm trying to hold you accountable, Miss Miss Procrastination episode. Uh, <laughs> that's wild. Okay. No, but thank you. I definitely, I learned that about myself. I won't do nothing. But when I have like a coach or somebody, I, I just don't want to let people down, you know? But I feel like I also need my own internal locus. Like I have to get that for myself because mm -hmm. people aren't always going to be there. Anyway anyway i'm gonna slightly jump ahead because just how you were just talking about how your mom brought one she supported you but she also brought other people into your life to support you so i'm starting a new segment this is the first time we're going to do this segment and it's called hashtag in my village so mm -hmm. can you kind of share just uh either either a pivotal or prominent moment in your life that it was just like something that really stood out to you and it doesn't have to be anything profound let me give you an example i learned that you couldn't put metal in the microwave because i wanted to make hot chocolate with milk because i had just learned about that because normally i would do it with water mm -hmm. and we had this thermos cup that i didn't know had metal in it but it didn't really matter and so i put it in the microwave and immediately it sparked and it didn't blow up the microwave but it definitely left like you know black marks in the microwave but that's how i learned that you can't put metal in the microwave that was a very pivotal moment in my life so <laughs> i did that i did that too as a kid i put a rock i tried to melt a rock in my uh in my microwave when i still lived in georgia yeah i was like i think i was four or five at the time and i i was i've always been like a science kid so i like wanted to experiment oh my gosh can i make magma in the microwave uh -huh. Yeah, um, that's I'm not oh. going to steal your pivotal moment. 
but no but how did that how did that turn out did the rock explode um no so my mom caught me put a micro i mean put a rock in the microwave and she was like yeah no and um like after it i'd already started it she's like take that out oh okay um but i think i set the microwave on fire on a on a in uh, another instance and i'll have to ask her what what instance that was um oh yeah yeah (laughs) kids that experiment are the best that's why i I can't wait to have kids because i'll be like look let's do this and i'm just gonna be there just as a hedge to make sure that nothing yes um oh oh, i think my i think my ipad died hello Oh, weird. Hold on one second. I'm just, I'm just gonna wait. Okay. Well, you can. You want me to keep going? Let's pause. Hi. What were we talking about? No clue. Oh, it was in my village segment. Oh yes. Wow, you take good notes. I, I need so many classes on things. I was (laughs) talking to my friend. I was like. Can we have a session on planning? Because I, I, I try to do it. I really do. And it's becoming more crucial. Like, I have so many people that want to have meetings. And then these things need to get done. I have to have assignments. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I put it in my calendar, but it just it doesn't click that there's time I need to set aside to do the things or prepare for the things. Yeah. Yes. And note taking. That's a whole nother. Yes. You couldn't, you couldn't work with Batman. Batman is all about preparation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where did Batman come from? Just, just you're sitting here talking about like, okay, there's time to like do the thing. And then there's time to like execute on like, like, like the classes and the whatever outside of that. And yeah. I was just like, like you're t- talking about preparation and Batman's superpower is preparation. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a total I did not an- know that. antithesis kind of thing. Yeah. Cannot, couldn't be me. I'm not Alfred. No. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a butler. <laughs> no, no. Couldn't do it. Cannot do it. Oh my goodness. Oh no. Um, okay. I feel like we should go back to talking about burning burning things in the in the microwave oh yes that was the thing that happened as a child yeah let's get back on, let's get back on track audience members we we afro people we just we live outside oh, of, there's a ring a halo around us that we just emit and we just shine and we just connect to so many things you know and we just have to, we just have to talk about them, but let's, let's rein it back. Let's, let's, let's contain the fro. Um, and not only are we not going to talk about burning things in the microwave, uh, uh, I'll say the hashtag in my village thing. Oh, yes. No, that, that, oh, you didn't, Life wait, lesson. did you share yours? Life lesson. That's what it is. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you need to it's share yours. Life, it's a life lesson. See, see, cause when you explained it, cause this is a I, I explained segment. it too much. Thank so you. like the way that you, the way that you explained it, I thought you were going to be like, oh yeah. Say an experience from like, like, um, uh, uh, 
a subcultural thing that your family does, like a cultural or a tradition uh, thing that your family does. Cause that's what in my village sounds like. It's like in my village, like our people only, our people are the only ones that do this or my people are known to do this. Nah. But it's just, it's just say what, say what you learned. And um, yeah, because that is what creating a village is though. Like our village is our life and mm-hmm. anyone and everyone mm-hmm. that we interact with. So a village can be specifically you and your family and your friends, but it can also, you know, just be mm-hmm. life. So, yeah. I will say um, for the In My Village segment, uh, when I moved to South Africa, uh, when I was, I think I was 13, um, I was I moved over there for a few months and um, I was with my godfather, Willem, for those months. And my job every day was to do target practice. Because we, like when I was younger, my dad and I would normally go hunting in South Africa. And mm. so when I went over there, I was there living with Willem. And, you know, I can't just live there and, and I, have to, I have to earn, you know, right? Yeah. And so he was like, yeah, I'm not going to make you do a job like in the farm. Your hands aren't callous enough for that. You're, you know, you're not, you're not, your body isn't ready for that yet. He's like, if you can, if you figure out how, how to feed us, then that'll be your job. And so he said, do target practice. And so I'd spend hours uh, shooting and looking at my grouping and, um, and being in Africa, you know, he treated me like a man, like, Mm. like I was, I was able to make my own decisions i was able to say look i want to go here and it's like all right cool let's go over there and then when i get there if i don't want to stay and it's like look you made us waste all this time to get here <laughs> okay fine now you don't get to get to enjoy this and then and um um and i was i was treated like an adult like i was sitting here having philosophical conversations with um all of these people that were over there and i was like see I love that you guys are actually taking me serious in this conversation because the, like the only place that really glorifies childhood so much is America. And that's Mm -hmm. to keep, that's to keep children feeling like they're subordinate so that they can ultimately be subordinate to leaders. And, and let's not, let's not talk about how America is built on (laughs) oppression. Um, But, Mm -hmm. but let's, let's talk about how, when you give a young, a young child, a young adult, um, an individual, the chance to actually form opinions and to validate them and to say, well, why? And well, ask why you, you have formed those opinions and those beliefs. It really shapes who you are. I think the person that I am today started then on that trip. Mm. That was a very abrupt ending, but I had to end it. (laughs) No, I like that. I have a question. How, I don't know. How many years have you lived in Africa? Um, so that like trip, cumulatively. that trip, yeah, that trip was just like a few months. Um, normally okay. when we're, normally when we're in Africa, we're there, um, for anywhere from two weeks to two or three months. Um, okay. and so I started going over there when I was nine mm. and, um, back then it was like, okay, we're going to be there for a month or two. And so um, by the time I was 16, um, we were probably, I was, I had probably been in Africa like a year's time for a year's Mm -hmm. time. And then uh, my mom started going to Africa when I was 17. 
17 or 16 and we started going more and but i was i was still in college i was still in school so i could only go during breaks so then i started going in winter break and summer so winter break probably be anywhere from two weeks to a month still so let's say four years two let's say like four years so four months and then in the summer it's normally like a month or two so let's say eight months on top of that maybe like two two years two and a half years in africa and I, I don't we don't do public we don't do public math let's just yeah. no i was like oh no i shouldn't have asked in years yeah. <laughs> i didn't expect you to like oh, but thank you okay. <laughs> that does uh, quantify it okay yeah i've been i've been let's say let's say that i've been i've been going once or twice or three times or four times a year since I was nine years old. Okay. Oh, that's really cool. Can, um, you what can language with, do they speak in Mo Mozambique? Uh, can you speak it? There are like, there's a lot. There are like 50 gotcha. languages in Mozambique. Gotcha, 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 um, gotcha. So the national language is Portuguese because they were colonized by the Portuguese. Um, mm -hmm. The village where we are, uh, where we're located, uh, they speak Shangan. Uh, so, so, um, yeah, so it's the, or rather, I wonder if, if it's the language is Shangana, but then the, the people are Shangan. I can't remember. Um, but like the way that you say good morning is Aosheni and the way that you say good night is Aopeleni. Say it again, please. <laughs> so good morning is Aosheni. Aosheni? Uh, yeah, so it's like... Zest, so it's okay. like, so so it's like a u x e n i so al shani al shani yeah so you're saying al and then ow. like shay shay and then knee like your knee knee so al shani yeah I have a friend named Cheney <laughs> she's real cool okay I'm sorry that just reminded me of that I'm sorry no 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 <laughs> the the tangent is perfectly fine this is this is the show yes this is love. <laughs> It is. Good night is Alpeleni. Alpeleni. Yeah, Alpeleni. I feel like I was giving it some Italian zest for some reason. <laughs> That's but... okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, I did want to ask a question though. So recently, I don't really know how I got on it, but I've been seeing homesteading on like Instagram mm -hmm. and I'm actually kind of interested in it because with homesteading, or with living a life, a homestead life, mm -hmm. uh, you kind of do things like canning, uh, jarring, you know, farming, mm -hmm. creating your own things. But mm -hmm. also with that could come homeschooling. And just you were kind of touching on that point of how America, we, we baby our kids. We want to keep them constantly asking authority or someone for approval or assistance with something. Mm -hmm. And so with the homestead life, it is really built on kind of being able for youth to be able to live and learn according to what they interact with and like how they go about things. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I guess I've just been on a parenting kick. It's just on my For You page at this point, but just the different teaching methods of how you interact with the kid when they mess up, you know, that whole not not worrying about them if they fall on their knee. You're like, you're okay, you're okay. Versus being like, oh no, are you okay? Being frantic about it. Right. So I think that's just a really interesting perspective on raising children 
that whole treating them as an adult, because I know I've even heard of some people saying like when they have their babies, they're not going to do the cutesy wootsy talk like, oh, they're going to talk to them in actual syllables and Mm -hmm. enunciate so that they can in turn have an easier time learning and talking back to them. Mm -hmm. I think that's just like a really interesting perspective. And I really appreciate that that's like how you've grown up. You seem so cool. You seem like you know so many skills and hobbies, like (laughs) amazing. I yeah. yeah, in high school, I would refer to myself as a self-proclaimed Renaissance man, and I'd say mm-hmm. the only thing I don't do is coding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why not? Um, do you do it now? I just, I just like whenever I start, it's just so technical. I'm just like, I'd rather just draw this, and mm-hmm. and I'd rather because I'm very, I'm very old school. I like pen and paper. I mm-hmm. like. I like having this right here. I like touching things. I like texture. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm an athlete. I'm a physical. I'm a like physical person. I need to yeah. move. I need to move more than just your fingertips. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Got you. Got you. And a mouse. Let's. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you got to highlight, click, enter, space, shift, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, my outline for this episode was on my phone, which I am now using as a camera. Oh, interesting. But I'm more than certain another topic that you mentioned was education. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you wanted to talk about with education? Um. So my my family like I'm in a I'm in a family of serial entrepreneurs and also mm-hmm. educators. Uh, so my mom was a teacher and still is a teacher. My grandmother teacher. My great aunts have several. They're teachers. Um, so being being somebody that grew up around educators, like I like that you brought up the homesteading uh, lifestyle and schooling, mm-hmm. the nurturing method, um, because I. Once I got into high school and I recognized uh, child language acquisition, child rearing, and and actually started studying that stuff, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is the significance of all of these things. And so I've gotten into, you know what, I'll be an educator as well, um, even though I do entertainment, because I want to tell stories that teach people how to do things. And, um, And so I was like, I'll never be a teacher. It's the most important job in the world, but I will never be like a salaried teacher or a tenured Mm -hmm. teacher. I will be the, the filmmaker and do edutainment. And edutainment. Um, I love that. Okay. Because when you look at the trademark class, class 41, I believe, it's education and entertainment. So mm-hmm. education and entertainment, even by law, are not separated. And um, so it's just for me, like when I look at education, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm a storyteller. I'm telling, I'm teaching a theme. I'm teaching lessons. I'm teaching people characters and who they should emulate and who they shouldn't. And I'm teaching people who, who they should hold accountable versus those that they're just like, you know what, you just need to try and do things and explore and mess up. And I'm literally creating a world for people on that side. And that's what education is. Education, the definition, the, the etymology of the word education is to bring something out of somebody, right? So education is not just looking in books and learning something about history. Education is looking in the books and see how it applies to you. You're bringing mm-hmm. something out of yourself when you, when you go through with that. And so in my time at Morehouse, um, 
uh, being in a mental health organization where we talk a lot about, well, what are you doing like to, to work on yourself? How are you growing? What's, how are you feeling? What, what things did you do today that made you feel that way? All of this stuff is a part of education. It's self-learning, self-discovery, and that ultimately manifests in the world that you create for yourself outside. Uh, and so while we, I like that we're talking about child rearing in this conversation, because that that's quite literally what we're doing. We're educating those children. It's like, there's already, there are already things inside of you and there's always going to be more things that are coming out of you from what you're mm -hmm. exposed to in the world. I just want to expose you to as much as possible so you can see yourself in as many places around the world and feel confident in yourself and feel at home wherever you go. And if you don't feel at home, you know that that's a place where you can exit. And you have the autonomy that you can execute to exit. Anthony. What's up? What the? You're such a cool person. You... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. <laughs> no. You're so like well-educated, well-versed, and just aware of things. I really love that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I have a question. What's up? So this kind of goes into planning, but how do you, or just like, what is your, <laughs> what is your method for making sure that you stay up to date, educated on the different nuances of the world? Like, do you have one or how do you spend your leisure time? Because I feel like your leisure time is, oh, this article came out on New York Times today. <laughs> It's so funny. I wonder, I wonder if my phone will be able to pick up my tabs on um, on uh, 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 Google Chrome on my phone. So I have hundreds of tabs. Like this is the nine. I was I was using I was in therapy yesterday and I was using the mm -hmm. nine tails to explain like my emotional state. Uh, when the I was, nine tails. Yeah, the nine tailed fox, like Naruto and Taekwondo. Uh, oh. Taekwondo Naruto. Yeah. Okay. But so like, I have like all of these tabs open. Oh no, did I just, okay, undo, okay. I have all of these tabs open. Like this is a real estate, this is a real estate course. Mm -hmm. This is a contract. This is Clayton County um, property tax. Cause I paid my tax bill yesterday. Um, oh period. Here's like a Bible verse. Cause I started going to church again recently. Like literally like, that's like what I do is just, and then here are properties. So like all of these, like foreclosure.com, realtor.com. Mm. I just, I look at properties and then here's an article on, uh, no code. Uh, and here's a list of black businesses on Oprah's daily list or whatever. Oh, Anthony, really? Yeah. Why are we the same person? Because that's ridiculous. Yeah. So like, so like, no, but, but I told you when I listened to your, your episode on procrastination, I was like, well, I grew up, I grew up having a tendency to procrastinate. I don't, I don't own being a procrastinator. Um, mm. but I will own the fact that I do have a tendency to procrastinate because there's so much that I'm interested in and there's so much responsibility that I place on myself where I'll get burnt out and I'll do the things that I'm responsible for, but not all the things that I feel are making me grow to the next level. Mm. And so like I generally, and I actually have on this wall right in front of me, these are like some really big goals that I'm working towards, um, that I need to fulfill. And so every step that I take, I need to, I need to work to that. And uh, over the last couple months, what I've really been focusing on is when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to set one, one, one focus. Mm -hmm. And if, and if I have multiple focuses, then I'll, I can, I can only have three. 
And so if today, if today I have to make sure that I, I maximize my potential in uh, taking care of my health, uh, then that day is the day where, no, you're going to, even if you have to stay up until 2 p.m., I mean, 2 a.m., like you're going to cook your meal for the rest of this week because you're going to eat regularly throughout the week. And you might lose sleep today, but then you get to sleep the normal amount of time or the optimal amount of time throughout the rest of the week. And, and it's because you've set yourself up right. If I have work to do like at Morehouse, um, like students, I mentor the students. I have to look at their, uh, not have to, I get to mm-hmm. look at um, like business plans and um, uh, pitch decks and um, articles that they might send me like, Hey, this is, this is explaining the business that I'm doing. So then I go and I do research on what they're doing so that when I'm talking to them, I'm informed. Um, and it's like, okay, I'm going to do that when I get it from them, because I know if I put it down, I'm not going to, um, pick it back up. And so mm-hmm. I don't, I, it, I really don't have a strategy. It's more energy management. It's more, I know myself. I know that if I sit this down, I'm not going to read it until the next time I see them. Um, and so it's like, okay, I set a principle for myself. If it's urgent and important, I need to do it right now. And if I know that it'll take a long time to do like me building my home garden, I've got all of these things in my house. And before I had to travel to California and, and speak and then take care of my sister last week and, Mm -hmm. uh, like do all of these things, I was like, all right, cool. I'm working on my garden. I just got them all in the mail. I take them out of the box. I'm just going to build them today. Like, I just need to, I just need to get them done. And then next thing you know, more things come. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Let's just make sure that I do great at Google. All right, cool. Let's just make sure that I feed my sister every day and make sure that she's comfortable and make sure that, um, I, I create an experience for her in this house that she loves. And so then it's like, all right, cool. Now that she's gone, I get time to work on the garden again, but I know that I'm finishing up my contract in Morehouse. So let me make sure that I do everything that I need to do to make it a seamless transition to me exiting. Mm. Then I can go back to the home garden and, um, and um, incorporating like the cooking and the cleaning and the, this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, I still need to make time to read because if I don't read my book, um, Actually, I'm actually reading several books right now. If I don't read my books, then I'm not growing and I can't educate the people in my mastermind. I can't educate the people that I'm consulting. Um, so I need to make sure that I'm constantly learning so that I can teach them and I help them and walk them through executing on it. And then when I come back to my life, I, I'll execute on the things in in place because I set a priority. Um, mm. so I'm working on just living the principled lifestyle. I like to call it living primally. I like to say it living, living primally is also living presently. So if I'm taking a step, I know that I'm taking a step and I just need to take the step. If, if I know that I need to be here for this podcast, I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to this podcast without having listened to it at all. Now I've seen you on Instagram, but let me actually go further and listen to like a full episode or see what the, see what the environment and the vibe is like, so that I'm just as close to it as possible. So I was like, well, she has a light background. Okay. I'll leave the lights on in my house because I also have a light background. But if it was dim in her house, I still have my ring light. So I could just set up my ring light, turn off the lights and we'd still be good. Um, but so taking care of the thing that's, that's right in front of me and being present in that moment with that thing, that's, that really is where I am right now is let's just be present. And if there is a priority to get to, 
I need to just get it done before I set it down for something else. It's your head. I'm it's your, sad. It's your hair. It's your hair rubbing <laughs> up against the the chair for me. Oh, you can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope. Okay, I hope that can be like edited out. Oh, that I really. Your mind is like amazing. I I just really appreciate how first off you just laid all of that out, um, because that really put into perspective. Like I was thinking about myself and how I have things to do and I lay them down and then they do not get done. Um, no, but I think that's, huh. Do you, do you have uh, a calendar or is some of this kind of like mental remembrance? Um. People have people have made fun of me for my calendar, or rather, they were they have remarked about my calendar. Um, I used to keep track of every fifteen minutes of my day because I heard a couple years ago that Oprah checks and breathes and checks herself every fifteen minutes to make sure that what mm -hmm. she's doing is impactful. So I was like, all right, cool. Then I'll keep track of every fifteen minutes of my day. And it's not that I would have like, oh yeah, if I had like, like, let's say this call, this call is 90 minutes. It's not like I would break down the 90 minutes into 15 different calendar points. It's mm -hmm. more, I know that I'm going to be here for 90 minutes. So it's just one calendar thing oh, but block scheduling. while I'm like, while I'm in here, while I'm in here, at least I think, okay, she asked me a question. I, I typically go on a tangent and then I answer the question. Let me just answer the question or when both of us go on a tangent, let us, let me get us back. Um, so I was going through a lot. I was going through a lot. Um, actually when we met in August, um, and, uh, uh, the young lady I've been seeing, she and I, we took a break and, uh, I, was that the young lady at the conference? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Continue. And, uh, yeah, I'll admit I've, I have not been the best person that I could be. And so mm -hmm. I, I, I went and I was like, okay, I have to investigate. And, uh, that's actually around the time when I started going to therapy again in September, when I got back that first week, that's when I started therapy. Um, but even before that, I spent my whole trip in Mozambique, South Africa and Ethiopia journaling and writing down who am I, where's my emotional state? What are the things, what are the things that I've been carrying that I want to keep? And what are the things that I've been carrying that I don't want to keep? One of those things was like anger issues. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, why did I grow up with anger issues? How have I dealt with this over time? What's worked and what hasn't worked? And, um, oh, shoot, I'm going on a tangent. Let me get back on the question. No, continue, continue. That's um, this episode. I mean, this, um, that's the, the podcast tangents. Oh, yes. Yes. My calendar. So, so the first thing that I did when, um, I was, I keep, I have props. I always have props when I'm speaking. So I started reading the art of communicating, um, back when I was in Tanzania, uh, a couple years ago, I was working on a TV show and I was mm. very depressed. I was actually suicidally depressed and I was, I'm glad I was, you're here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I for Christmas I was alone and my boss had went to Moshi which is Kilimanjaro they call it Moshi in Tanzania mm -hmm. um and so I was alone for Christmas and I went to Mlamani City and I went to the bookstore and I bought this book along with two hundred dollars 
worth of books. And um, I started reading this book and I got to chapter two. And um, after I read that passage about taking care of the little kid inside of us who, who just wants love and nurturing so that they can grow up to be a loving caring individual i was like all right cool i'm gonna work on loving the pain that's inside of me right now and i didn't read past that point and then i revisited the book in september um when she and i were having issues because i was like well i haven't obviously i'm having communication issues again i, I didn't finish the book i only read about how to communicate with myself interpersonal intrapersonally now mm -hmm. i need to do the interpersonal reading and finish the book and actually, no, while I was reading the book, it talked about being present. And I said, I have all of these calendar things. I have all of these notes on my calendar. Everything literally is filled up throughout the day. My calendar looked like a freaking rainbow for days and months <laughs> at a time. And so I said, I'm cutting everything out. Like I literally cut everything out except for sleep. Mm -hmm. And even I don't follow the sleep schedule, but I cut everything out. And the only things that I kept in there were my job. I was like, my morning session is from 10 to noon and my afternoon session is from two to four. And those are the, that, that plus sleep plus any other meeting that popped up, I would, I cut out of my calendar. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, I'm supposed to be working on a comic, but you know what, since I'm not working on it, then that means it's not really that important to me. Um, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be recording a podcast. But since I'm not doing it, obviously it's not that important to me. I'm supposed to be reading, but I can read any point in the day and I'll probably read during my lunch period. So let me not even add the pressure and the weight of forcing myself to read during a particular hour as mm. long as I get it done. And so it's like, as long as I get the reading done in the day, that's it. Cause I know it's important to me. And um, yeah, so my calendar now, and I can pull it up here. My calendar looks pretty pretty empty um outside of outside of my sessions and this is like the, mm -hmm. this this big long one here this is sleep at the top and then here is like drive to campus so i needed to put in time above i needed to put in time before i needed before i needed to be in my destination to drive yeah. to my destination i need to account for the travel time but then there's my morning session and then there's my afternoon session and then the little ones are just meetings that i had uh throughout the day including our podcast session today oh period so I, I i cleaned i cleaned my calendar out and i said here are the thing here's where i need to be so i'm gonna keep that there because i need to i need to know that i'm taking account of when i'm supposed to drive there i want the pressure of being where i'm supposed to be when i'm being held accountable to other people and mm. and um i know that i don't want to let these people down and i would be letting myself down if i let them down and I know that I'll get to the thing that's most important. I know that I'll get to the reading. I know that I'll get to journaling. I know that I'll get to, because I'm going to set it for the day, not for a particular time. Mm, I really like that. I, I've tried block, uh, block scheduling mm -hmm. a couple of times in my life, but I've always thought because kind of like that pressure of, okay, I set this time to do this, but then things kind of overlap or I don't get or I don't get to it. Um scheduling's just really weird in my opinion. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. And it should be easy, but it is not. 
time is time is but a construct time is time mm. is so made up and actually we're not going to talk yeah. about this right now but we it can, is a construct uh, that we have to abide by because there are other people who abide right. by it so. but I was, I was, we're not going to talk about this today but like we can we can talk in the future about how black people uh people of color i should say because uh, it's not just us, but people of color have oftentimes used um, lateness and tardiness as an act of protest to restrictive and oppressive mm. systems, uh, which is why I don't really like the concept of color people time. But at the same time, color yeah. people time is like, well, first off, we move on our own time and you are not our master. Um, and mm. uh, there's a there's a there's a poetic nature uh, in color people time that <laughs> that I'm starting to embrace but I also need to not embrace because I yeah. need to be places at the right time <laughs> no I've, I've definitely been thinking about that like recently now that I have more meetings and I'll say this and I'll get back to my point but I've realized when it comes to scheduling for myself I've been like you know free to do whatever whenever because I didn't have like particular obligations to mm -hmm. other people um but now that I do but i also need to have like actual obligations to myself mm -hmm. i'm trying to get with this whole planning schedule thing because it's getting a little overwhelming yeah. but to my point about what i was touching on with the colored people time i strongly strongly dislike that that is the narrative that we have because we put on so many great functions and even just in meetings with other people like personal friends or anything i have friends that they will they will say we're meeting at 5 p.m and they know that everyone will get there at 6 p.m and that's wild i think that's really crazy a whole hour delay and then for people who do make it on time you had me sitting here for an hour excuse me wait you were sitting you're supposed to help set up if you're on time what do you mean help set up the event is already set up <laughs> Uh, I, I guess you guys, you, you must not have a lot of family functions. <laughs> no. If you, come up, if you come on time, it's like you're helping set up because it's like, oh, well, we're, that almost, is true. we're almost done. Can you grab that... a, a chair or two for us? No, that is actually true. I don't have a lot of family functions, but I've been going to like a lot more events recently and that has been a thing. Yeah. It just, and it just irritates me strongly and I want us to do better. I want everyone to do better. Well, what Please. is what is better? How do we define it's, how do we define better? Maybe, maybe we define better by obeying the construct that we have. Okay, of time. Obedience. Uh, you use yes, obedience. Someone else's it, time. Matter of fact, it's not even obedience. It's Submission. not obedience. It's respect. It's respect for someone else's mm. time. I put in my schedule for people who have busy lives and they want to make the time to spend it with you. And they have, okay, from five to seven, I'm all yours. But, oh, you don't get here to six o'clock. Now you only have an hour with me and I have to leave. So, look, if you respect other people, you will respect their time commitment, your time commitment to them. And then your, you know, 
All of it. I was, yes, my take tongue it, got take tied. It, take but... it back to the self. Take it, take it back to the self. <laughs> if you respect yourself, then you will respect the people that you want to mm. be with, right? If you respect yourself, then you'll respect. If you respect yourself, you'll be on time. If you respect yourself, because at the end of the day, the only person that loses out on that interaction is you, because you said you wanted <laughs> to be there, right? You're so profound. I love it. I just, I just copy from people that I've read or listened to. I, I spend mm. all day. I spent all but day listening to podcasts own. and books and stuff. Ooh, I have a good question about that. What's I try to do that, but for me, it could just be like, this is just me as a person. I get mm. so one track minded if I'm like listening or watching something and I'll be trying to work and listen and then I'll just completely stop and only listen or only watch. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, I didn't complete what I was trying to complete. Yeah. How do you, how does your brain just work with that? Are you um, able to multitask like that? Yes. Uh, but it depends on what I'm working on. Right. Right. Because there are things that are urgent and there are things that are not urgent. And so mm. oftentimes I'll find myself working on something and I'm listening and I'm like, wow, what they're talking about is really interesting. If, if I keep listening and I keep working, I'm going to miss what they're saying. If I keep, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes it's like, yeah. let, me, let me pause that and let me put something else on. And I'll come back to that because um, I know that I have to get what I'm getting done uh, or get what I'm doing done. Um, yeah. So so it's like it, it, it depends. It's like sometimes people are really just talking fluff or maybe you've heard the podcast before and you're like, I've heard this before, but I'm just listening for keywords now. Mm. Um, and then it's like, well, sometimes, no, this needs to get done. No, ex not, no external stimulation. I'm going to work on writing this paper. I'm going to work on this research. I'm going to work on this business plan. I'm going to da, 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 da. Yes, that is the answer. I guess that's just not the answer I wanted to hear, but that makes sense. <laughs> What's the answer that you <laughs> wanted to hear? I don't know. I just wanted to feel like it was possible to multitask on something important, but also hear nonsense at the same time. But I, I do that as well. Like I have to stop stuff and like, I can't work and listen to this at the same time. I just wanted someone to be able to do it. It seems like that'd be a good time. I mean, um, technically I do it and I don't do it, right? I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. That, is that that's what I'm saying. I don't, I want you, can, you to do it all the time. Oh yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. <laughs> okay, but so that I respect your time. Oh, we have a set you know, cut off. You know, you know, if if you want to keep talking, I'm totally here for it because I know we lost 10 minutes. I really want to pour some more tea so that we can okay. keep going. Like sure, I'm, go get some more tea. I'm I'm down. I'm down to stay. We can we can make the viewers stay. No. We, can a, we can do a part one and a part two if you want, no. right here. Right here, right now. Let's okay. Go. Let me grab my tea. We go I'm, we gonna do this. Oh, okay. Wait. No, keep he can't hear me. So I hope that you all have been enjoying this episode. Um, I have. I feel like this is a really good conversation. Up next, we will have part two. And when Anthony gets back with his tea, I'll have him close out this episode. Um, yeah. How y'all been? What y'all been up to? Have you been incorporating any of the ideas from... Creating a village? You should leave that in the comments below. If you like the show, let me know. Because that's the way you go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 
you guys, you saw that my camera died a little earlier, right? Or you could have, if you saw the video. But when I put my phone up, now it's like looking down at me. So when I'm looking at the camera, it is, uh, oh, Anthony's back. It's not eye level. Hello. What's not eye level? The camera. So like when I'm looking at the screen, it looks like I'm looking down mm-hmm. versus at the camera. And I was just talking about that while you were gone. Um, oh, that's okay. Yeah, I try so, my best. If I'm going to talk to you, I have to look into the camera sometimes. Yeah, no, that's a, like when you're talking to me, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm not doing eye contact. So I try to look here, but then it's weird because I'm just staring at my phone. I like that <laughs> my eyes are very squinty. The hunters, the hunters mm. have squinty eyes. So when I'm like smiling like this, I feel like nobody can tell that I'm looking. Down. Yep, <laughs> precisely, <laughs> precisely. Um, but OK, so we're going to close out this episode and then we're going to start the other one. So. Before, okay, no, do that, do that. <laughs> Love my team. Love my team. Can you please leave the audience with some type of, with some closing remarks? It doesn't have to be related to this episode, but it can be. No, I think it should be relevant to the to the episode because we talk a lot about self-discovery and, mm-hmm. and, and management in this episode. And I'll actually say that one of the best investments, and actually, this this is a testament to the to your show. One of the one of the best ways that you can invest in yourself is to surround yourself with the right people. And I learned this from David Shands, actually, who got it from Jim Rohn, probably, or Tony Robbins. And it's like your environment. You can create your environment, or you can be moved by somebody else's environment that they created mm-hmm. for you. And so, one, the places that you go have certain kinds of people, the people that are there, you're more likely to be like. So it's like, like when you, that was so inarticulate. Oh my gosh. When you, (laughs) I'm just going to say, right. The cliche, the cliche, the, the, the closest five people to you are like a summation of who you are as an individual, where you show up, the people in those locations that's a representation of who you are. And if you if you know that you're interested in being a filmmaker and you don't go to spaces where filmmakers are, you're not setting yourself up the right way. If you wanna be a millionaire and you can't go and, and even stand outside of a lounge where there are millionaires that where they frequent it, you're not getting as close as you can be to where you, where you say you want to be. We go where we want. And the best way we can invest in getting where we want is to build a community and a village around that. So even if you don't have the money, make the time. Mm-hmm. Even if you if you even if you don't have the time, just go into the space and use the time that you have in that space. Like even if it's one minute, oh, I met somebody different, I connected with them, but then you go back to your work. At least get in proximity with the people who do what you say you want to do or who do what you do and keep growing from there with a community of people. And with that, that's my tea. (laughs) And now he's sipping his tea afterwards. Micro snaps, micro snaps. (laughs) Oh, that was so great. That was really good advice. I really appreciate that. Okay. (laughs) Everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to part one 
of this episode. <laughs> oh, wait, and, wait, wait. Before we mm-hmm. close this out, I, I, got, I need y'all. If y'all are going to follow me, don't find me on Instagram. Don't find me on Twitter. I'm really not on X. Y'all can go to OBT Social. It stands for Our Black Truth. It's a Black-owned social media platform and, and communications company. They do more than social media. But find me on OBT Social at Anthony J. Wolf. That's Anthony, the letter J, and then Wolf. Yes. Yeah. I, my apologies. I completely forgot to ask you about that. Follow him. Go do that. and i hope that you really enjoyed this episode and that you learned a lot and that you'll implement it into your life little by little step by step brick by brick all of that jazz and remember to (laughs) create remember to keep creating a village wherever you go okay bye yay okay let me stop